I think the first one that I ever saw in Kentucky was only like a year and a half ago. And now they seem like they're coming more and more uh, online. So you have to be on the lookout for them, not just in Kentucky. But I think that's one of the things like this is something that if you go hunting in a different place, you might find one of these. Like I'm pretty sure that... Welcome, everyone, to episode 66 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We're your host, Michael, Anthony, and Stephen. Hello, hello. Hey, how was my hello? That was pretty good. But I, yeah, I wonder if anyone could tell that was not me. Uh, you never know. I mean, if, if we become interchangeable, then we can always <laughs> we can always mess with the intro, freak them out a little bit, you know? I had a very frustrating experience just the other day. Would you like to hear about said frustrating experience? Oh, I hate frustrating experiences. Yeah, yeah. So this one involves my car. That's even more frustrating. Yeah, I've I've thought long and hard about this. You know, sometimes I like to throw people under the bus and just give the business and just throw it out there. But I won't actually say names of dealerships here. But I have a Volkswagen. We'll just say that. (laughs) Well, that really narrows it down. Well, it might (laughs) narrow it down if you're from Lexington or maybe you're from Louisville. So anyway... I take my car in for routine oil change and I said, Hey, you know, I think my brakes are getting low. So you can, you can check them out. Let me know what you think. Give me a call if they need change. Yeah, no problem. So I get the call and they say, yeah, you know, your brakes are pretty low. You could probably go about another thousand miles, but then you're going to need to get them replaced. So you might as well replace them. You know, they recommended replacing them at two millimeters Mm -hmm. and they were at like three. So they're Mm -hmm. just above that. So I said, okay, what's what's the cost? They quote me basically $800 just to do four brake pads. Okay, so I'm not a serious automotive guy, and anybody listening there is probably laughing right now going, well, this guy's getting hosed, right? So I was like, that seems expensive. So they said, do you want to do it? I said, I'm actually going to call the other dealership that's in the other you know city in in uh in kentucky right so lexington and louisville still not saying any names so i call the place in louisville there's actually a couple of them in louisville Mm -hmm. but i call them and i said hey need to get four brakes uh what would you charge for that come back and they're like 625 (laughs) dollars so now i'm like oh man my car's in the shop needs the brakes and they're about you know 175 bucks more expensive than the other place where I could be. So I called back and I said, Hey, listen, I'm just gonna level with you. They, they're a lot lower than you are. I said, are you doing something special to my car? I said, is there like a special thing that you're doing? Like, do you do like spit shine of the rotors or something? <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to be kind of funny, but I'm also mad here. And then the guy's like, well, if I can get you down to, you know, like $700, would you be willing to do your service here, sir? And I'm like, no, it's got to be under $700 or else I'm going to come pick my car up and I'm going to drive to the other place when I need the brakes, you know, the absolute time I need them. Okay, get back to you. He calls back and guess what? Magically now the brakes only cost $660. Oh. So um, but just by a phone call and a question, $140 came off the price. How does that even happen? Why are people trying to hose one another? It drives me nuts. So I may not know this, but can you negotiate not only a car, but service? 
Uh, apparently, you can negotiate service, and and uh, be real honest here. The only reason I was using the, the I've done the it certified, on tires before, you know, yeah, tires, you know, but like I call the dealer, and they're like, "Oh, we want twenty grand for your set of tires." I'm yeah, like, oh, let me call someone else, and then I do, and then I call them back, and like, well, we can match that. I'm like, all right. Yeah, and see, I've heard of price matching and stuff, but when it comes to things where, like, you know, you want to get your car, like, my car's relatively, it's kind of, it's getting older now. It's probably four or five years old. And so I still want to do my service at the dealership because I want to make sure that I maintain my warranty and that nothing's done incorrectly. And it's my first time owning a Volkswagen. I, I'm just getting ever more skeptical. Like, I love my car. The main thing that I hate about my car is being basically beholden to one place here in town that only is the only place that's like the certified service place and so like it's just it's just driving me nuts it like makes me not want to buy that car because i know i have to go there and i mean that's i guess it's airing some grievances but hopefully somebody out there found it funny because they're probably like this guy's paying too much for stuff anyway you know i know i've always gone to the dealer because i think in high school i would try to cheap out and go to like you know some gas station that's going to do something. Yeah. And it always, they always F it up. Oh, I know. That's and the other so thing it's too. like, they put a bad taste in your mouth. I'm like, well, I don't really mind paying the extra hundred dollars just to go ahead and just get it done with. Exactly. And I feel like the dealer knows that. So they're just kind of like, and they'll stand behind it. So they're just like, you know, if I wake up uh, on this side of the bed, I'll hose this guy. And if I wake up on the other side of the bed, maybe I'll treat people right. You know, that's kind of the way I think, think that it goes. But you know, if you are in that business out there and you're listening to this, Maybe you can send me a message and tell me how to be a better negotiator. <laughs> well, Anthony, we had one anonymous review this week. Was it a good, was it five stars? It was five stars. So oh, wonderful. It was That's an excellent, good. excellent anonymous review. We love you, anonymous. So thank you. You know who you are. Yeah. If anyone else wants to get a shout out, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. The next time we record, we will give you a shout out. That's right. And I don't think that this person's ever left us a review, but I know they listen. And I also wanted to give them a shout out. So... Randall Jacobs, uh, who actually just recently opened a restaurant called South of Wrigley, where he is serving classic Chicago food. So the Italian beefs, sausage sandwiches, uh, the Italian dogs, the whole nine. He opened this restaurant over on Southland Drive. If you're visiting Lexington for the bourbon scene or just visiting general, it's about midway up, just past like where Critchfield meets is at. And then that one little wine spirit shop. On Critchfield side? It's uh yeah, it's on that okay. same side. But I mean it's just a little shop and man, he was slammed. There was people like lined up, people inside, and I got just a classic Italian beef and a and a massive amount of fries. <laughs> and uh, boy, I was full for like three days, but it was just uh delicious, you know. It was just uh, amazing. So big shout out to awesome. Randall for uh putting bringing the bringing Chicago to Lexington and uh we we love that. We love that you listen, man. I know I'm uh, mainly on the Instagram side, so I don't see the Facebook and I'm not much in the community f- forums like you guys are, like yeah. you and Michael, but I know I've heard Randall's name plenty of times. Oh, yeah. When Randall came down here from, from Chicago, when he moved here, he was pretty heavy in the bourbon scene with the local groups, and a lot of us got to meet him. And, uh, of course, we're super rooting for him now for his new restaurant, so it's pretty cool. Thank you, Randall. Yep. And for this week, we have a bottle of High West Whiskey Double Rye Exclamation Point. Exclamation Point? Yes. Yeah. So this this bottle is actually High West Double Rye Store Pick. So it's aged in Midwinter Nights Dram Barrels. And the distillery is the High West Distillery in Park City, Utah, which is now owned by Constellation Brands. Just thought I'd mention that. 
I'm not exactly 100% sure on this bottle date, but I think it's a 2019. The ABV is 50.4. And the proof is 100.8. And the age is not, it's not age stated, but they do say on the back of the bottle that the rye is a minimum of two years old. And because it's a blend of two different ryes, I'll talk about that here in a moment. You actually have one that's younger and one that's usually a little bit older. And so in in some years I've seen them say that the blend is anywhere from two to seven, sometimes two to 16 years old in terms of the rye that's in the bottle. The mash bill. So two mash bills here. One is high high West's rye mash bill, which is 80% rye and 20% malted rye. And the other is an MGP 95.5. So that's 95% rye and 5% barley malt. The MSRP on this is $50. Mm, good price. Yeah, it is. This bottle, it says, you know, high west, and it looks westy. First of all, it's kind of tall and skinny. It's got the high west distillery, like, embossed into the glass, which is awesome. Yeah. I remember, what bottle did we do recently that had the embossing on the glass? It, really was, it, it. was actually the George Dickel, wasn't oh, it? Oh, okay. Uh, we did like the embossing, didn't we? Yeah, we did like the embossing. Yeah. And it has a nice, like, natural wood-looking cork. Yeah. It stands out with the kind of the distressed, distressed glass of the bottle. I the, like the bottle. I mean, it looks wet. It looks westerny. I guess it's supposed to. Yeah. But I just, I just, I enjoy the bottle. Well, I will say this: I love the way that if you look, you look real closely the the glass. It almost looks like it has like a glitter speck in the glass. It does. And I've always loved the way that these bottles look. The High West logo itself, this horseshoe with the HW, um, it just it looks ultra classy. I know it does have that rugged feel that you're talking about, like the Western feel and especially the cork top. But it's just it's just a a really nice looking bottle for your shelf. You know, I've actually seen some of these too. Like the one we have is clear. But some of these store picks have actually had like an iridescent finish on the glass. Oh, really? Which is pretty amazing too. One one thing to pick up on what you just said that you see the little speckles in there mm-hmm. that almost looks like kind of impurities in the glass that might go with more the quote Western theme that oh. things aren't like perfect. Wow, I never thought about that, but yeah, yeah that's uh, man, it's nice. This especially the front label too, the black, black and gold. Yeah, just delightful to look at. I mean, and I can't. We well, don't say that about every bottle. Is this a natural cork? I didn't notice. Yeah, it is. It's all ooh natural cork. Yeah. The cork really stands out is because it's, you know, it's not cherry finished, just the natural, yeah, natural light wood, and mm-hmm. just really pops with the glass. Yeah, and, and when you talked about the embossing, it doesn't just say the High West Distillery; it's embossed in the back too. The Park City, Utah. I mean, this is, I think this is easily one of the most unique looking bottles of a, quote unquote, mainstream whiskey. Even though it dri- drives some of you nuts because it's tall. Yeah, and if you have certain size shelves, <laughs> as I do, uh, <laughs> we've all tried to wedge those into the shelving units and unsuccessfully, kind of like, oh man, this bottle's too tall. So this is one that that will definitely happen with. Wait, well, this one already says I'm going to go in the back of the collection. Yeah, and yeah. because of the cork, you know, you're you know, it's easy to grab. Yeah, no so, doubt. Awesome job, I think, on it. I agree. So we've talked so much about this bottle, but one thing I want to say about high west in general is i do you remember we had high west double rye to for people to taste when we did our little halloween extravaganza do you remember that i do remember this you know why why is that because 
my dad came over for his birthday, like a week later and it was still at my house uh-huh. and he finished the bottle. Oh man. That's, that's how I know about it. Oh man. So I was wondering what happened to my double rye. There you go. It's okay, Tony. I'm happy that you got to have it. So that's great. Um, but no, that's a good point because everybody that came by was trying the different bourbons and ryes that we had on a table, but mm-hmm. people kept coming back for the double rye. They really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I remember that because it kind of caught us off guard because regular double rye on the shelf at the store, I think, is around $30. I think you're right. Yeah. Because so, I know I've, I've come very close pulling the trigger multiple times on it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not that expensive, you know, 30 bucks, but like I've always just said no or I had something else in my hand. And I just decided not to buy it. Yeah. I've come close several times to buy it. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think that uh, that was the kind of test that you want to have too which is people like most of the people that came to our table there was a couple seasoned bourbon drinkers but a lot of them were just tickled to see us out there with bourbon on for yeah. halloween and it was uh it was cool how much they gravitated toward this rise so not to to go too far into that but what's interesting about these barrel picks and i don't know a lot about high west barrel program at all is they have two core products so the american prairie bourbon and the double rye and when these store picks started to come out, it was probably just like around this time, maybe four or five years ago. And there's still quite a few coming out now. They didn't really hit the Kentucky market, but they're aged in so many different barrels. And what's unique about this one is that it's actually aged in midwinter nights dram barrels. And so, oh, wow. you know, about midwinter nights dram, that's like the annual release. That, I've never had it, but I know about it. Yeah. Because people are always looking for it. And so I think that one runs about a hundred dollars. Okay. And they take their Rendezvous Rye, which is a little bit more, I would say, like of a premium product compared to Double Rye. Mm-hmm. And they age it in French oak uh, casks, port casks. And um, it's really delicious. I've had that one time. And, um, oh, man, that was really good. So That's now awesome. I'm excited to see if taking Double Rye, which is a less premium product, and aging it for eight months in a Midwinter Night's Dram Barrel is going to make it taste Good, you know? I know you've already said this, but this is High West's rye product married with MGP's high rye, and they let it go into a barrel and marinate for eight months. Is that what you said? Yeah, so this one's eight months, but I've seen some of these finishes be as long as I think about a year and a half. So, you know, the cask selection, that's what I'd love to know more about. I've seen everything from their own used barrels to wine barrels to brandy, sherry, uh, we even remember when we were at Evergreen Liquor. Uh, was it was that Evergreen in uh, Louisville? I think that's what's called. Yeah, you remember I picked up a. I think I picked up a double rye peated Scotch finish, which uh, <laughs> you and Michael, that had every word <laughs> I did not like on it. Yeah, I remember you guys looked at me and you're like peated Scotch. You're like that's that's we don't like that. We don't like <laughs> it at all. And I was just like, well. I don't see these store picks very often, and I really wanted to try it. I haven't opened that one yet. Maybe, I was going to ask how was it. Yeah. Maybe a future episode for that one, since I know how much you <laughs> like scotch. Oh, man. Mm. God, scotch. The grains <sighs> in scotch sometimes make me... I'm not even ready for it. Oh. You, and you've talked about it. Oh. Anyway. It reminds me of... Uh, anyway, I, this is going to be very unsightly, but it reminds me of, like, you know, cleaning up puke. That's what scotch reminds me of. <laughs> And now, now all the people who appreciate yeah. this, you're like, blasphemy, <laughs> blasphemy. Should we go for first notes? Let's do it. Again, what a, what a pleasure. It's like a candied fruit nose. 
and have you ever you know makers likes to age stuff in french oak a lot and i'm picking up that that midwinter nights uh, french oak influence a little bit on the nose getting like malted chocolate oh yeah a little bit of toffee got a little soda the soda is very prominent yeah that's a really good one another one i'm gonna turn you into a rye rye person drinking all this rye there's a, there's a sweet note i don't think i put my finger on it to me i would like call it like a candied cherry that's what i'm getting anyway it's not like a not like a medicinal cherry just like a candied something or other but it's it's very pleasant it's got a nice sweet note to it yeah i mean i remember regular double rye being sweet and this almost seems like it's been accentuated i'm not getting any of that rye spice though it's very muted if if at all and maybe that's why people like double rye so Mm -hmm. much so now that we're nosing this, it's really got me thinking, could this be as good as Midwinter Night's Dram? I don't know. I just think, if I remember, now it's been years since I've had Midwinter Night's Dram, like a long time. I think it's probably been four plus years. And I remember thinking that was the pinnacle. I couldn't taste any better rye whiskey than that at the time. And that seemed, if I remember correctly, to have more depth than this has just on the nose. Yeah. And that would make sense, though, because I do think that the cask finishing process is longer. I know the rye that's in there is older. And um, that would just make more sense if it was. Yeah, it would. Uh, what do you think we go for our first tastes? Let's go. This is an easy unapproved drink. Easy. Oh, yeah. It's got a subtle finish. Mm-hmm. It's got some tremendous legs on it. Yeah, it does. Just holding that up. And I mean, it's got not a super viscous mouthfeel. Right. But um, that's very true. It's definitely pleasing. What's left is very pleasing. It's, it's, it's a little sweet, but not over sweet. So I think, you know, probably Michael would enjoy this. I don't know. You think he's, is he, he's not a big rye guy, you think? Well, he's not a big sweet guy, but. I think this. Oh yeah, no, this definitely smells sweeter than it tastes yeah. by far. Yeah, um, you get a lot more like um, I'm getting a little bit of like those rye, like um, piney notes. I guess a little bit, a little bit of sprucey kind of those evergreen notes are coming through a little bit, which I often get with a rye. Okay, um, are you getting anything like that? No, I'm not getting any of the the heavy wood stuff. It's not heavy. It's like very subtle. It's like, uh, you know, a light dusting of snow on the evergreen trees. If that's a flavor, is that a flavor? I don't think it is. I mean, you just grab the weather forecast. There you go. Yeah. Not right now, but, you know. I hope it's snowing outside right now. It might. It's Kentucky. It could be snowing uh, tomorrow. Well, I hope it does. It kills all this allergy crap. <laughs> what, are you, uh, what are you picking up? There's a subtle hint of cherry in there. Yeah, some of the fruit carries over for sure. Are you tasting much of the French oak influence? I have had stuff that's overly French oaked, so I know what it tastes like. And this is like, I almost wish that they would have left this in the barrel for another, I don't know. I would say probably like this is eight months. I think it would be perfect at 14 months. I would have liked it to have a little bit more in there a little bit longer. Yeah, I can I can taste the French oak. Yeah, Coming from wine, you can definitely... Yeah, and I, you can definitely taste it. Not that this is wine in any way. It's just I just know the note from a, from a red wine. Yeah, I actually like that, and I think I that do. in some cases 
Um, I'm thinking of some of the Maker's Finish stuff that had heavy French oak influence. I know I mentioned it earlier, but I actually, it's weird, but I could drink that stuff all day. And I'm actually left wanting more of that. <laughs> this goes down so easy. Yeah, it does. It oh, does. It's dangerous. to. I mean, if we weren't watching ourselves here, we could no, probably sure. easily put away half this bottle. Oh, easy. Yeah. Especially if we didn't have to work or anything. <laughs> hey, you might think I'm off for the summer, but I'm really not. Like <laughs> The minute I submitted grades, like I started getting emails like, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And I'm going, oh. I'm like, yeah, this is this is exactly the way I wanted it to be, right? I'm like, hey, the semester's over. Psych. No, it's not. Just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah. So, Stephen, would you pass, try, or buy on the High West Double Rye exclamation point? You jerk. You're just skipping me and going right to yourself? Just, no, I'm not worried about you right now. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this then. As of Halloween and now, I've still enjoyed this. Yeah, I, I I like to have the two of them side by side since this is that pick. Yep, and just to see what the difference is. But and this is, oh man, so easy to drink. Yeah, it's got a great, it's got a great mouthfeel and taste and nosing. It's, I've enjoyed the whole package. Yeah, and and for fifty dollars for this pick, I mean you can get the you can get the regular double rye for thirty. So either one, I mean, go for it. Yeah, I was actually gonna say. Um, I'm right there with you. I would definitely buy this one. Um, I've only tried one other pick, I believe, and that was a bourbon finished in port casks. So it was American Prairie bourbon finished in port. And that was underwhelming. But I think the reason why it was underwhelming is because there's a lot of companies that are finishing bourbon in port, right? Yeah, there are. I mean, that's just like such a generic thing. And so... I've tried a. Uh, I've also tried a double rye finished in sherry, um, oh. which was very good. And so this is my, I guess, third try of a high west store pick, and I think this one might be my favorite. And so I would definitely say buy, but I would also say make sure you're paying attention because I'll let you. We'll, we'll make sure we update you when I bust open that peated scotch one, no. <laughs> and that 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 oh. might change your mind on saying would you buy that and. <laughs> Based on how many were sitting on the shelf there, I don't think many people would because it was a pretty full shelf when I was over there in uh, in Louisville with you guys. And I think I saw somebody recently try to sell one of those on secondary, like the peated scotch. And oh, I don't yeah. think I don't think they could get the retail price back <laughs> for it. So uh, the one thing I will say is I'm going to definitely be a buy at fifty dollars, but. A lot of these ones you're not going to find yeah, this, for fifty bucks unless you're at the store. Pick, you're get not it. Yeah, find this pick, it. but uh, just the standard double rye. Yeah, I mean, I would go for it. Yeah, it's it's a fun drink. So I promise I'm not doing this on purpose, but like, there's a good buddy in town, uh, Trenton uh, Hale, who you're just he, name dropping all. Of I know, but he and I like have have shared some good stories about um, his love of High West, and I, I, you know, of course, have said the same thing. But I think he's been drinking a little bit longer than I have um, in terms of how long he's liked High West, and so he's probably experienced more and more based, uh, you know, on what I've tried and what you've tried. But whenever I find store picks out and about, which isn't too often, I'm always sending him a message, giving him a heads up because I know he's always interested in that stuff. So this uh, brand in High West has a lot of loyal followers and a lot of people that really love what they're doing. And they've been doing it for years and doing doing a really good job at it. So High West, they make their own stuff. 
Yeah, they didn't always. When they first started, they were just sourcing a lot from MGP. Okay. And then that's, they... That's why I think the confusion set in. That I thought this was... I thought most of their products was just sourced MGP. Yeah. No, they they definitely made their name like that. Yeah. But they do distill their own stuff. Um, okay. And have been for a while now. I would definitely have to keep an eye out then for their stuff then, knowing that they, they make their own juice now. Yeah. Plus, I will say this. The store picks... They were not, I think the first one that I ever saw in Kentucky was only like a year and a half ago. And now they seem like they're coming more and more uh, online. So you have to be on the lookout for them, not just in Kentucky. But I think that's one of the things like this is something that if you go hunting in a different place, you might find one of these. Like I'm pretty sure that uh, this liquor boy is a selector. People who select this, I think this is a store in Minnesota. Okay. Minnesota, big shout out to Ed Downs. I'm just going crazy today. Ed Downs, my college roommate, my buddy. So uh, if he ever gets a chance, Ed, you go to Liquor Boy, you find yourself some picks, man. You know, he might get a chance. <laughs> and with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Mashup KY. Also, let us know your thoughts on this blog in the comment section. Until next time, keep it neat. Keep it neat.